and welcome to this week's bonus episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. I am, as always, your host, Sonder Bjorn, and we are a podcast all about Dragon Gate and DDT, and sometimes the offshoots of Dragon Gate and DDT, such like Gampro, which we're going to talk about today. And we are joined again, me and Yannick are joined again by Savi, our Gampro best friend. How are you, Savi? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I This year, I've done a lot of Gampro content that I didn't expect. Yeah. I I did both a audio preview and a written preview for the show, and then I was looking back, and I was just like, "God, I've wrote, <laughs> I've written about like everything this year that this company has done. I've talked about it. Uh, so it's been it, it's it's been a crazy year for me as far as making Gone Pro content. So thanks for having me. And we of course have Yannick, who is in Japan. Was it the show uh, that we're going to review yeah. and? He he had to come on. We I really wanted to have us us three back for this show because we of course reviewed the last like biggest show that Gampro did this year, which was the Cork and Hall show in uh, mm-hmm. May, Golden Week. Yes, it was May. Uh, but of course we're going to talk about Gampro versus Sekigahara two from the 9th of July, twenty twenty three in Ota Ward Gymnasium. I don't want to touch on the attendance. It's a very they did 2K. <laughs> they did they did 2K. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. The show. Sure. They did 2K. Summer Sun Princess and Sekigahara did 2K. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I don't of... even know what was on so Summer Sun Princess, but yeah. <laughs> uh going into this show, how did you guys feel about the card? and just your hype level going into the show. I'll let Yana go first, because it's, it's difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was some sometimes a little bit fluctuating. Sometimes I was like, yeah, this card is amazing. And then I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's kind of fine. Um, but like the last day before, because I was at Summer Sun Princess the day before too. Um, and I'm not that much into TJBW anymore, um, or not as I used to be, be. But I was like, okay, this is really cool if you have like the, the emotional attachment to it. Yeah. And I just noticed how much I have that with Gumbre. Yeah. Um, so I was really looking forward to it. Um, also, it being in Otaku, Otaku is a really, really beautiful venue. Um, yeah. So I, I knew the vibe somehow go, uh, going in, but man, I was hyped. I was here for it. Yeah. 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 Uh initially, of course, on the road to gone on a road to a Russell Sekigahara, I had a lot more that I wanted from the card, just because I wanted to be a big, big, big card. Um, but they weren't like unrealistic once. Uh, they were reasonable. But with that being said, the card that we did end up with, I was very happy with. I I didn't re- I didn't have too many complaints. Of course, I had some complaints, which I'll definitely touch on whenever we get into actually reviewing it. 
However, for the most part, I was very happy with the card that we ended up with because uh, once I got the card in front of me to preview it, I was just like, actually, you know what? This is a pretty strong card. So I actually think it was a better card than last year as far as top to bottom. I think I agree because I felt like this was a very big show card. It, yeah, it, it would. It of course had some pretty big outsiders coming in that doesn't do Gunpro normally. And uh, that always feels big. So, and I am sure at at least one of the matches brought in a lot of people that have never seen Gunpro just to watch that match. And we'll Definitely. talk about that later. Uh, but we started off the show with Masahiro Takanashi versus Monetatsu Nakamura. Masahiro Takanashi won with the hangover after 8 minutes and 30, 38 seconds. And yeah, uh, I. Yeah. I thought this was a f- pretty fun opener. Minutatsu is really fun every time I see him. Mm. Yannick, you like this opener, man? <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Um, I, I still think um, Masa in singles matches is kind of hit or, hit or miss, but um, yeah. I think this worked. I think they work stylistically. Um, and Mune is no Masa is a good role model for the kind of wrestling uh, Mune can do or should do. I'm gonna be the down guy here. Um, so That's stylistically, fun. stylistically, I didn't think it worked because I okay. First of all, I thought Mune had a really, really good performance. But I thought, but I think he's been great all year. So like that's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, literally every sh- every single show I see him on, he's just tremendous, and each show he gets better. Um, but like Mas, I love Masa Takanashi. I actually prefer Masa Takanashi over Chris Brooks when it comes to the CDK tag team. However, yeah. oh, Masa. Uh, however, because I don't like that bruv style, take that shit on and you oh. raffle some. Okay. Um, but but uh, well, to be fair, I I don't hate Chris Brooks. That's a there's definitely foreigners I hate way more than Chris Brooks. I don't actually dislike Chris Brooks, but I prefer Masa. But the thing is, this is that's mostly based on Masa's past work. Current day mm-hmm. Masa is tremendously hit or miss. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Like, tremendously. Like, if he hits, he's going to hit hard. And same thing if he misses. There's, like, no in-between. You're going to get one or the other. Or you'll get, like, him phoning it in. And usually when he phones it in, he starts to miss super hard. Um, And it's not that I think he missed super hard here. I just thought it was not really a lazy performance, but a performance that just didn't hit home for me. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think, like... His style, Mune style, is like drastically different because Masa wrestles the, you know, Ultima Dragon Gym submission based wrestling style combined with some of the stuff he's learned overseas. While Mune is, you know, leaning into his amateur background while also being a high flyer, while also being this trap pin artist. And the trap pin artist thing, I can see where you think uh, Masa could be a good role model for him in that regard. I do, I can see where you come from from there. But like everything else, I just thought it 
I thought Mo- Masa slowed down Mune uh, from getting the best possible performance he could on this big stage, yeah. just just because Mune had to wrestle a Masa match and not really a Mune match to where he can shine. I think that watching this after watching Watase versus Mune from the last Gone Pro show before this was just a tremendous step down because Mune and Watase had one of the best Gone Pro matches all year. And, yeah, and Mune looked like the guy. He didn't look like a guy who debuted in December. He looked like um, somebody who was like a main event guy who was ready oh yeah, right absolutely, now. Absolutely. And it was just a step down. And I and I, I like I said I like Masa, but I wish Mune would have gotten a better opponent for this big show. Yeah, if they did this on like a Corkin, I would have been fine with it. But this is a big show they ever did. Uh, yeah, and, advice. Yeah, um, and then you compare I this to like um, I totally, yeah, I totally see that. Um, and my problem with this match is that it shouldn't have happened, and uh, Mune should be in the main event. But we talked about that last time. <laughs> yeah. Last time you were. Um, but I'll, I'll say that up front. Um, on the day before uh, at Summer Sound Princess, I came away kind of underwhelmed. I thought it was definitely one of the weaker big uh, TJPW shows and they did. But I w- came away and thought to myself, well, I kind of like TJPW more on the screen. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. with Gunbury, it's the total opposite. It's um, just the was... atmosphere. Yeah, and yeah, the atmosphere, but just my my interest too. It somehow worked better for me, and I think I'll be a lot more positive than, uh, than everybody else. Yeah, because I was there live, and I think it worked how, tremendously for life. How did yes. Minutatsu's? Uh, was there any like Minutatsu's callouts or anything? How did oh, yeah, yeah. crowd? Freedom. I because yeah, yeah. I didn't. I heard that. some on the uh, screen. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I was still kind of like getting ready to watch the show while yeah. watching this match. So. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'm gonna have some points where I'm like negative in the show, and that's not me being negative. It's just this. I have watched practically every single Conbro show from yeah. I want to say March on. So like a lot of the stuff uh, hits a bit harder for me because I'm going to have to keep you know reviewing these shows going forward so i want to see you know a certain direction or if they're going a certain direction i expect this from it and you know this and it's just i wish mune had a better yeah. ddt branded opponent although like yeah. I said, if they did this on a cork and i wouldn't be as upset as i am it's just the fact that it was out award uh i wish it would have got something else here but you know yeah. with that being said i do think uh in the long run it's fine because like I said, I still think Mune had a good performance, and not only this, it opened up uh, Mune going to work uh, at Gato so he's getting to do some outside booking, so should be Tom good. Yeah, King, so. Gato yeah. Um So I was at the show on the 11th, the season 18 final, uh, main evented by Masa versus Emi in a tremendous match. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch that. And if you look in that window, um, you'll see me standing there, and you'll see standing to my left, Mune. Nice. And he stood there, 
right beside me over the whole show, and I didn't recognize him. <laughs> That's so funny. And I'm kind of pissed because, yeah, he looked kind of familiar, but honestly, these Japanese boys all have the same haircut. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he looks, you know, I've only ever seen him in, in wrestling gear before. Um, yeah, I, I was re- so he got into Ichika afterwards, and they because he had the match with Masa, and then they didn't call out. Like, I didn't understand the word, obviously. Um, yeah. and but it, I heard like Mune, and I flipped out like, what? <laughs> and that was amazing. <laughs> and on the 22nd, we'll get uh, Mune versus Aki in Ichigaya. Yeah. Um, was... So my last weekend yeah. just got a whole lot better because um, I go from actress to Ichigaya and then to Peter Pan. Hell yeah. Well, uh, let's move on to the next match. Takumi Iroa and Mio Momono versus Yuri and Tomoka Inaba. This ended uh, when Iroa pinned Yuri with the running three after 16 minutes and 43 seconds. And this match... It's probably the match that brought in the most outside viewers. A lot of Joshi fans yeah. came into this match to watch this, uh, watch the Marvelous Girls come in uh-huh. and in ABBA. So, obviously a match that brought in the most, uh, the most like, viewers that have never seen Gunpro. And if, if those guys are not a fan of Yuri after watching this match, I will be mad at them because she was the star of this match. She was the queen of this match. <laughs> the, it's so impressive how far Yuri has come since like I so- started watching GoPro last year. She is so much better now. She's like a s- super special talent now. What do you guys think about this? Um somebody forgot to tell uh, to tell these four girls that um, they're on match two. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's fine. I was, I was really surprised when, when this match came uh, came on second, but, you know, I was here for it. I just didn't expect this. Um, this was really, really great. Um, yeah. Because the match, because, you know, it it is match two, and I expected it to be over like at any moment and it just went on and went on and went on and really surprised me with that and it also got better over time yeah it it just kept on ramping up and ramping up yeah exactly there were some there were some takumi um and some mio chants um at first i was the only one trying for inaba yeah, um, but obviously uh, Yuri was the most over with the uh, with the GunPro crowd. I and she was the end, one that came out with the most. Yeah, everybody like, was rooting for her. She came out of this match looking the best of of all four. Yeah, and it yeah. was so like a match about her. Yeah, Cindy, what do you think about this? Yeah, uh, I agree. I did know th- I did know this was match two because I uh, clicked the uh, Sekigahara thing on Wrestle Universe like earlier in the day and saw the lineup. 
Yeah. Um, oh, you can't and, go on and, that. That's not always accurate, though. Uh, we're gone, pro. It's usually accurate because. Uh, okay. You know, okay. Um, that and uh, the way they like set up the card, it like set up. Uh, I I kind of like the way they did the uh, bottom four matches, just because yes. it it went from Mune to the. I, I, I'm going to call them the Ganjo Powerpuff Girls because uh, you know Monase posted yeah. them and posted the Powerpuff Girls thing. So it went from Mune to them. So like you get all your you know people you're investing in out first, which is good. Uh, especially uh, on the Joshi side where you got a bunch of uh, Joshi fans wanting to see the respective guests that have came in for these matches. Um, I absolutely adored this match i watched it with a smile the whole time had legitimate tears by the end of it just because yeah. watching yuri from her uh valkyrie series when she first joined gompro after leaving jto to now to this year where she literally just had to take on the ace role of ganjo with yuna getting hurt mocha going on hiatus harakaze focusing on her tag team with harley jackson she needed to step up literally all the girls needed to and she took on what was just thrown in her lap and has excelled and it's just amazing how great she's been this year yeah it, it if it wasn't for Watase, she'd probably be my gun pro wrestler of the year just because she's been electric this whole year yeah. and this match highlighted that I, I talked to a few joshi people who tuned in to watch this match and they talked about how yuri looked like a star coming out of this and that's yeah. that's what i wanted from this match more than anything yeah for Opposed sure. to the Yapi match that we're going to talk about later, where I was like, oh, I think Yapi needs to win here. This match, I wasn't looking for a Yuri win. I just wanted people that I knew would tune in just for this match to walk away with yeah. wanting to see more of Yuri. And that's what this match did. Um, Absolutely. And I mean, Yuri to the side, nobody in this match like half-assed it at all. Everybody brought yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the Marvelous Girls did their best. Inaba did their best. It was did her best. It was just a fantastic match. Um, uh, yeah. Of course, of course, uh, Yuri getting to wrestle one of her idols in Takumiroha and teaming up with another one of her idols in Inaba, trying to prove that her decision to leave JTO was the right decision. And it was just a tremendous match. I couldn't be happier with how this turned out. Uh, like this being the second match is insane just because of how good it was. But yes, by the end of it, I was biting on a bunch of uh, false finishes that I knew weren't going to be it, yeah. but it was just in the moment. Uh, of course, you know, uh, when Takumi won, it was just, you know, it it wasn't like ever in doubt, but it was just, you know, when the match concluded, it was just one of those moments where I had to sit back and just like, oh man, <laughs> just, just taken just in absolute awe of uh not just the match but yuri's performance on the big stage this match was for for us as fans uh, this match was so so rewarding yeah um yeah i i couldn't be happier with it um one yeah one thing i want to kind of correct um it may brought in the most like online overseas viewer this yeah. match, but like domestically, it's yeah. definitely yeah. definitely Unagi. There's no no um, other way around. Oh, one hundred percent. I I definitely believe that. But there yeah. were a lot of people that I that I know that oh, yeah, yeah. had like, no care about Gun Pro at all. 
that yeah, came no, in our it. in our Twitter Joshi Puro bo- uh, bubble, it's definitely uh, Mio and Takumi bringing these people in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I just really hope that if you're listening to this and you watched this match and loved it, I hope you loved it because Yuri. <laughs> like, I hope you yeah, want to see I, more of Yuri. I this is one of the matches I definitely recommend. It was almost yeah. my match of the night. It was fantastic. It, I think it is my match of the night. It, it is either this or the tag title match. But I have two match of the night um, for very I'll, different reasons. I'll, I'll let you know when my match of the night is here. Yeah, ahead. yeah. No, yeah. For very different reasons. And um, like match, like wrestling wise, this is it. Yeah. Uh, then in the next match, Unagi Sayaka defeated Viara with the starting U in six minutes and eight seconds. I thought this was a very basic come down from the last match, but I have a lot of complaints about this, so I'm just gonna let yeah. you say yes. <laughs> I I don't know. The most the best part of this match was when Unagi Riara and Yunomane saved sung through the Yunomane say theme at the end. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the best thing this match did that it led to Yunomane's theme playing. Yeah, that, that was great. That's the only only good thing I have to say about it. And obviously, they, I have brought no... a lot of people to this show. Her line at the merch was insane compared to everybody else. Why did these these two have to do the like stardom go up the, on the ramp big spot? <laughs> it was so bad. It was like not needed. Uh yeah. I Savi, what did you think about this? I have been against this match since it was announced. Um and don't get me wrong, I am happy that Unagi was here and brought fans. If she was in another match, I would have had absolutely no problem with her on the show. Uh, yeah. so if you're an Unagi fan, I recommend skipping ahead. I do not like Unagi Sayaka as a pro wrestler. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, not, not as like a malicious thing. It's just that she was starting to get like super good toward the end of her starter run. So when she went freelance, I was like, oh, she's gonna have a chance to like go off and show the world and like you know, really make this jump as a pro wrestler while she's got all this popularity and really be a game changer. The popularity is there, but it just seems like she just absolutely doesn't care. It's just like none of that improvement that she was making before is there anymore. It's just she's just there to, you know, be popular. And I mean, uh, uh, it's it's disappointing because... I always say that in August matches especially this year, have gotten so repetitive and every match feels the same. That's yes. like my, my biggest thing about Unagi. Yes, and it's... Maybe she does care and it's just she hasn't been able to pan out or whatever, but um, it's just don't really enjoy her matches and it yeah. sucks because, like I said, I thought she was starting to make some progress and yeah. it's like, alright, we're back to where we were. Um, and I've been against this match uh, from day one because Riara has less than 10 matches under her belt. She yeah. wasn't going to come out here and have this crazy performance. Um, but I will say from watching all of her matches, this like uh, her offense that she was able to do in this match, it's the best that it's her best to date. So I was happy about that because I just wanted to see a little improvement. I wasn't expecting much from this. 
Um, and I wanted Riara to face a wrestler that was not only good enough to hide her flaws as a inexperienced wrestler, but would also be someone that she could learn from, be a yeah. true veteran that she can take something from the match and use for herself in the future and, you know, have a learning experience. And I don't think Unagi's that wrestler. Um, I, I had the similar complaint with uh, Haruka Imasaki where I, it's a different thing where I like Haruka Imasaki, uh, but I don't think she was a level on the level of a singles wrestler to where she could have carried Riara to something good and, you know, hide her flaws and, you know, make it interesting. Uh, similar situation here. And I was just, I, I, I was just against it from day one. So I was already prepared not to like it, but you know, yeah. it, it didn't go long. It, you know, it, you know, Led to Unagi, you know, saying she's going to wait for Yuna. So I guess we'll just wait for Yuna to get back. But she also, you know, it, ser- it served its purpose. And, you know, she brought in fans. So there you go. Unagi also said in the in the post-match promo that she she wanted revenge from uh, on Mizuki Watase for knocking her out of the or or beating her during the fire festival. Uh, yeah, yeah. one fire festival and. She like said that she's gonna be the next challenger for the openweight title. And I would have quit watching this company. <laughs> but, um, but I mean yeah, yeah, having yeah. outsider versus outsider will kind of defeat any of the <laughs> I on I I seriously doubt that Unagi cares about the the, the spirit of Gambar title anymore after oh, the main yeah. event. She she probably saw Isami and was like, nah, nah I'm not I don't want yeah. that. Um, the thing is with some of the rookie matches I don't really care if they're if they hide the the rookie rookie's flaws um, because then you you just see them get better even more easily yeah um, that being said um this was never going to be a good match. No. Um, <laughs> it was it was short. Um, it was kind of bad, but it you know there was was some promo stuff afterwards, and then Manasseh's theme hit, and I was happy again. So I uh, I don't really want to complain about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Riara is not going to get better out. From this match, but it's fine. Yeah, I, it's definitely fine. It's acceptable. We we move on. To Mew, purpose. Yeah. Uh, we move on over to the next match, the last Ganjo match on the on the show before we move over to the Gampo section. I would say, then Miyuki Takase defeating Yoshiko Hasegawa Yopi with the diving guillotine drop in eleven minutes and twenty four seconds. I. I thought this was so charming. A a like they they of course were in actress girls at the same time. They are from like the same uh, almost generation of that that company. Both kind of leaving at the same time also, and I thought this was mm-hmm. just a really fun uh, match for them. And Takase getting one of her rare wins in wrestling. <laughs> 
Happy yeah, I tweeted it out. I said, I said, Takase fans, enjoy this. It's going to be her only singles win for the next two years. So enjoy it while you can. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought this was really fun. Uh, what do you think about this, uh, Saving? You said earlier that you uh, wanted Yopi to win this, and I, I could yes. see why. Um, I thought this match was good, it, but I don't think this performance shows how good Yapi has gotten since her yeah. re-debut. Um, there's a yeah. match with Mocha Haruri in a basement monster that is leagues better than this, where she felt like amazing, and then also the uh, uh, Ganjo restart match with Yuri, where she was yeah. on her A game. Um, but uh, I. This is the only Ganjo match where I was just like, I need to, I need to see a win here from uh, Yapi because she's put in the work to earn it. Because unlike mm. Yuri, where Yuri was positioned to take that next leap and lead Ganjo, Yapi just returned to wrestling one year ago at this show after a gigantic injury. So she basically had to start from scratch, and she just kind of had to unintentionally take on the reins of Ganjo alongside Yuri when Yuna went down, Mocha went out, and she's rose to the occasion, and it would have been really poetic to get, for her to get her first big win here one year after she returned uh, against a senior. And I don't think it would have hurt Takase because Takase doesn't win anyway, and she doesn't work Ganjo a lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it, it um, hurt. Um, um, but, like, with that being said, I wasn't upset with like Takase winning necessarily. Like I wasn't like angry about it or anything. Like when Takase won, I was like, yeah, that's cool. And I really liked the match. I thought Takase was great being the uh, opposing force to uh Yapi, especially when uh Mr. Aku said that uh back when they were in Actress Girls, Yapi swore not to fight Takase because she was too scared of her. And then, you know, now yeah. she's facing her to show she's not scared anymore. Um it's just that I would have preferred a Yapi win here. Uh, but I'm cool with Takase winning. I had a blast watching it. I thought it was, like I said, like you said, a very charming match and very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, like, kind of softly, but I kind of disagree with every single point. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I don't think it's... But, um, I don't have a problem with, with Yopi uh, losing because to me... Um, like the the losing arc isn't finished yet, so I really don't have a problem. The match though was kind of dragging to me. Being um, it just never got out of second gear. <laughs> that that's what I what I got up with. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't I know. Mean, this is a really like I don't know match. But uh, Taco's a one with kind of her setup move also, so that's also kind of true. Like she, when she has won before, she hasn't won with that move. It's kind that's of as like... if you wouldn't go. <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, I I really like Takasu when she comes over to Gunpro and. Because oh yeah, it, I mean it's like the only place she gets to win. <laughs> but yeah, I could see that maybe. I don't remember I mean, that much of how the middle part of this match was, but I remember it. Yeah, too. exactly, exactly. 
Yeah. That's why I said there's better Yappy performances uh, that I could point out. Uh, this was more so like Takase dominated practically the whole match. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I so like I guess maybe that's another reason I had a problem with Yappy not winning here is just because she didn't necessarily look like I don't say she looked weak here, but she definitely didn't look like she had taken a jump. She it, just kind of got dominated. Yeah. I I, I don't see how people uh, if you come into this match not knowing that much about Gumbro, I don't see if you are a Yopi fan after it like you are. Yeah. Like you should be a Yuri fan after the tag match. So, yeah. yeah. Then in the next match, I kind of liked how this was, was how I kind of liked how they had like all the Ganjo ma- uh, matches back to back to back, and then they moved over to a like it was like a very like okay now the big men are now they're like the men are coming out and doing stuff and all the Joshi fans are leaving the stream. <laughs> it was kind of like very obvious that honestly, this is now the I shift. I I think it was. They planted Mune's match first so they could get, like I said, the three people they want to highlight, Yapi, Yuri, Riara, and Mune, on when the most viewers are going to be watching. That way they can, you know, shift to their actual stuff later on yeah. in the night. Yeah, and what a six-man to shift to, because I thought this was so good. Ah, Ke- yes. Keisuke, Keisuke Ishii, Shikihiro, Irie, and Samoto Kao defeated Akito, Shota, and Shinshiro Tominage when Ishii pinned Shota with a kneel kick after 10 minutes and 30 seconds. And man, this this was a six-man tag that never stopped. It kept going, so and it kept ramping up, and it was just awesome. What do you guys think about this? Save it. I love anytime Team Drift is together, so I'm already, you know, I was already all in on the match no matter what. Also, I like seeing Akido here uh, because I don't get to see him much whenever I do tune into DDT because he's usually working like the undercard. Um, another thing with this match is they started he, he off with my favorite. Hermans match, and I understand why you would skip. That. Well, not just that, but usually I don't jump into like later on in the shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but. Um, they also started the match with my favorite pairing in Gon Pro, Shinichiro Tomonaga and Kaisuke Ishii, which, God, I absolutely love these two together. I cannot, mm. I need them as tag champions tomorrow. I need them to have an SOG title match this year. <laughs> they had this one match in the Ganbari Climax uh, at Shinkaba First Ring that was like under 10 minutes. Still one of my favorite Gon Pro matches ever. Just tremendous. Um, also, uh, it's like I said, it was good to see Akido here. Also, I find it very interesting how like so much better Shota and Soma are to are in Gonpro when they're not together. <laughs> it's it's very yeah. odd because they're like it an is. actual tactic. That was my one complaint last time that uh we talked about. Or maybe it wasn't y'all, maybe it was when I was watching the uh tag tournament and reviewed it. Is they are way better teaming with other people than they actually are with each other, and I find that very weird, but yeah. Uh, with that being said, they haven't teamed up with each other since losing to, to Kai Wani Minari in the tag tournament, so uh, I, I find that weird, uh, but you know, maybe it's a story, maybe you know, it's just, cause like Soma looked like he had new life here alongside the other members of Team Drift and it was it was just such a good time and a match like this makes me miss the GWC six-man belt so, so much uh, just because this type of match is what those belts brought 
and like was an embodiment uh, embodiment of the gone pro six man tags that got a lot of people in as fans um uh, and also, I would I would like to see Akido around, you know, uh, semi regularly, like how uh, Soma is, since you know, he he kind of doesn't want to take that next leap in DDT, since you know he's a VP and all uh, here in Gompro, none of that matters. So, uh, I would like to see him come around and you know hang around for you know semi regularly at least, or maybe just at least the big shows. Um, but I walked away from this match, you know, smiling from ear to ear. This was a perfect transition from uh, the yeah. first half of the card into the next half. Yeah. I definitely agree uh, with all of that. Yes, I, I adore this match. I, the, yeah, I, I love every single wrestler uh, for different different reasons, but uh, when the new song is praised, but Shinshiro Tominaga is so damn good. He's uh, my favorite wrestler in Gone Pro. I've said it millions of times. <laughs> He's yeah. the man. Um, Iria is amazing. I I love this this dude. He's so so kind. Um, at first, I was thinking, yeah, maybe um, because if you remember the the trio of uh, Shota Akito and uh, Kazuki Hirata, um, and then maybe give give Tominaga a singles match on this card. Um, put him against Imanari. I don't know. Um, but the other match was was good too, but I have no complaints. This was just, uh, this was just feel good for ten minutes. Um, this is a match that I can't tell you how long it went. It, um, for me, it felt yeah, like it, it flew by. Five, it did not over. It yeah, didn't overstay its welcome. Absolutely, but I didn't know if it was five or if it was fifteen. Yeah, I definitely I get what you I I hope they pivot to. Kaisuke and uh, Tomonaga going for the tag belts now, now that this match has happened. I, that's been my agenda since the start of the year, because they both were like, I mean, Tomonaga would come in, he would not, he would, you know, unsuccessfully challenge for the SOG. After Kaisuke unsuccessfully challenged, I wanted them to pivot to fully committing to their tag run, because at a, if you look up and down the roster, they are probably each other's, you know, tag, but they haven't challenged for the tag belts. Uh, with anybody else, so they're probably each other's partners, considering both of their, you know, their partners don't work Gone Pro anymore. Uh, Hagani Shino's, you know, off in his ventures. Uh, Asuka's not here, and then of course Koki Masaki left. So, I I hope we do get to see them at least challenge for the belt sometime this year. You know, just because I feel like uh, Tomonaga and Ishii tag title run has so much to offer the company, not just on from an in-ring standpoint, but there's so many stories that can develop through them carrying the belts that I, I would just enjoy it. Yeah. The next challengers should win the titles, though, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that because that's the next match. Um, the Spirit of Gunbury World Tag Team Titles Next Challengers Decision Match Survi- Survival 4-Way Tag No More Contendership Match Basically Hartley Jackson and Harukis- Harukase Lethal Weapon was-, was that their name? Yes, that is their name I fucking love that uh, Defeated Ken Oka and Kumo Arashi Minoru Fujita and Daiki Sh- Shimomura And Toyoshi Okada and Yuki Kanasaki uh, this of course was a survival four-way tag. The last, the last two in was Ken Oka and Kumar Rashi, and they kind of lost the match when Kumar Rashi turned on Ken Oka, and mm-hmm. 
basically, yeah, <laughs> that ended. <laughs> I like that you said they kind of lost. Yeah. They kind of lost. They kind of lost because of. I mean, they were in position to win, so yeah, yeah they were. They were going to win if not for that. Go so. your own I've, I, all of all of Hartley Jackson and Harukase's spots in this match was so fun, but everything else I have forgotten. Harukase, Harukase elim- eliminated everybody in this match. Like yeah. literally, lethal weapon she- eliminated everybody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. wow. Nobody else got elimination other than lethal weapon. Um, yeah, go, I- go on your victory lap. Yeah, I know. I got to take a big one here because I got all these right, man. All right. So, one, I predicted Lethal Weapon, although, you know, the obvious choice was Kuma and Ken. But I felt that wasn't going to happen because I knew Kuma was going to turn. And I kind of just threw Koji Doi's name out there. I didn't really expect it. But, you know, he showed up. So, let's get this money, man. You can work uh, Gone Pro Basement Monster matches. That's better than, uh, like, All Japan, whatever they're working now. Um, <laughs> no, but um, so with Kuma and uh, Ken Oka's tag team, the vibes were always super off. I don't know if you saw the tag match they had on like the uh, like small show before this, but the I vibes were already. I'm the not vibes... gonna... <laughs> I didn't know that Kuma Arashi was in Gun Pro until I re- yeah. was, uh, read your uh, preview. Yeah, he showed up. He showed up at a basement Monstar show and asked to form a tag team with Kenoka. And like the vibes were always super off because like you could just see like just from their entrance on this show, even the vibes were so off, and you could just tell that Kuma was eventually just going to turn on them. Yeah, uh, I didn't think it'd be this soon, uh, but you know, I I had the I had the idea in my head that that's what was going to happen. I just didn't think it was going to be this soon because it literally just got started. Um. But I still went with the heart pick of uh, Lethal Weapon just because Hartley Jackson and Harakaze have been doing some of wrestling's best stuff this year uh, as a team, stemming from their uh, singles match at Basement Monster, which is still one of the best matches of the year. Uh, anybody can fight me on that. Um, it, it's just a very charming tag team that everybody loves, and I would just give them the tag belts. <laughs> I would just give them the tag belts, let them run for a while. Because it's it's a it's an amazing tag team. They did Hartley Jackson grabbed somebody in a backdrop. I don't know who it was and threw them into a heart a Harakaze Liger bomb. That was insane. <laughs> um, uh, but with that being said, I mean I talked a lot about the uh, last two teams involved. Uh, I like Daiki Shimamura a lot. Um, you know Minoru Fujita's whatever in his current stage but i like daiki shimamura a lot uh so i'm always cool when we get to see him and big fan of siyoshi okada siyoshi okada rules whenever he was in the katsumara army like a year or two ago he was tremendous yeah. and then he stopped uh working shows and i was just like hey where did this guy go and uh yuki kanzaki's got a lot of raw potential uh he's only like 27 or something um and I, if he if he keeps working this company regularly like Tyson Maguchi did, I think he's going to improve a lot, and I have high hopes for him. I do rock with him and uh, Siyoshi as a team if they're just going to do that regularly. Um, with this match, I I don't really remember much of it up until like the final stuff, and most yeah. of the stuff I do remember from this match is from Lethal Weapons. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, even with the turn, Harakaze pinning uh, Kenoka is big. It's big, especially yeah. Note Award. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody, uh, everybody loved it. 
Yes. Yeah. Even Kumarashi just turned on Kenoka and nobody feels bad. Everybody's rooting for Harukaze to get this win over Kenoka and yeah. it happens. Um, uh, yeah. Harukaze uh, and um, Hartley Jackson are over. I yes. They, they are tremendously over. That, that uh, entrance when they were ran, running through the crowd was so charming. <laughs> I loved on I loved on Twitter where Harley Jackson's like I could not see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I want to add uh, that Dai, uh, Momura is really damn good. Um, oh yeah, a lot of the Basara guys that aren't the big names are like really good. And Basara is weird. Yeah. Because, like, Ryota um, uh, Nakatsu is from Basra, too. He's, like, really good. <laughs> he's a DNA guy. I count him as... as a... So was uh, Shimomura. Shimomura was a Shimatani yeah. classmate. They're the same generation. Yeah. Um, because we had this this bit on, on the Discord, um, and somebody asked who Tsuyoshi uh, Okada is. And I want to do an impromptu Okada ranking right now. Okay. Okay, go ahead. At the bottom is because all Okadas are fucking awesome. Let's um there's on Kate Mercer is Ichiri Okada. I don't know him. I, I don't rank him. Or no, just put him at the bottom. I don't know him. Then it's okay. Kenya Okada. Yep. The... Uh, if he didn't like rob a bank or something, he'd be the best wrestler of all time. But you know, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If he did, if he wouldn't like rolled into a kick, <laughs> either. So um, then I'd say it's Sushi and Tsu, uh No, Tsuyoshi. It's a difficult name. Not gonna lie. Yeah. It's Tsuyoshi. Tsuyoshi. Yeah. Tsuyoshi, man, he is so good. Then it's and- Yusuke. Oh, you put you put Yusuke under because because of, of Chika Okada. This list is wrong. Yeah, this list is wrong. The top it's Ken Oka. Oh, Ken Oka. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was okay, gonna say this look. is wrong. I um, said this is wrong. <laughs> I mean, that if, we, a... if we if we if we had to tweak the list, I would put any Okada before this year at the bottom, <laughs> any Kazushka Okada before this year <laughs> at the bottom under all these guys, even the one I don't but, know. <laughs> but he is in his fuck them kids era. Yeah, so we can play some high for that. Yusuke Okada yeah. should be lower than Kenya because he's bad at politicking. Because so, he, you know, he goes out to eat Kenya with Takagi was... in June. Kenya was bad at politicking too. So... No, he wasn't bad at politicking. He just got. Injured, so he. <laughs> yeah, but he he rested for like three years before he got injured. Yeah, well, you know it is what it is, Noah. No, Noah, young boys aren't are yeah. don't get out of that young boy status. It's impossible. Um, that eerie Oka, eerie Okada guy, he's also known as Mini Misawa. That's so beast. We need him and gone for Mini Misawa. That's sick. <laughs> He is really old. I know I he's got an SOG run in him. I don't care how old he is. Mini Masawa, come on. According to Cage Match, he has not wrestled since 2009, and he it's only wrestled two Cage Match, two matches. <laughs> yeah, 
He has too much as Man, well. Okay, many, many Masawa, if you're listening to this, man, we got to run for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Many Masawa. He wrestled. He wrestled. <laughs> he tagged. Um, uh, he tagged with uh, Satoshi Kojima um, versus uh, Keiichi Muto. And oh, I've seen that match. It's on the All Japan YouTube uh, Battle Library thing. I've seen that. <laughs> it's on there. <laughs> Yeah, we got to get him. He's sick. <laughs> but he has to come in under the name Minimisawa. <laughs> he has to use Spartan X. He has to do the Emerald Flosion, even if somebody has to come out in a system. <laughs> it, it, I yeah. really hope he was like Min, Min, the Minorita version of, of Misawa. That just sounds awesome. <laughs> God. Oh, I love obscure indie wrestlers. This is uh, great. Misawa Sito. Uh, also, then, uh, b- b- before before we move on, uh, I don't really know what uh, Doikuma mean by the invasion beginning. Uh, maybe like yeah, maybe the PPP Tokyo people, which I'm cool with. But if it's like Wrestle One friends, oh. just don't, just don't bring Andy Wu. That's my only request. That's my only uh, request. Just leave fucking Chochiotani in the mud, please. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Everybody but him. Uh, and also no Andy Wu, just because Andy Wu is bad. Oh. Um. Yeah, uh, we kind of, I haven't uh, really said that yet, but Koji Doi came out, uh, after the match, Kumarashi kept beating down on Kenoka and Koji Doi, who was his old tag partner in All Japan when they were in All Japan in Total Eclipse. They were like the two most entertaining well, part of Total well, Eclipse. they've basically been tag partners forever. Yeah, true. Uh, but that was yeah. the last time I saw them. Uh, yeah. And they, of course, Koji Doi came out and, of course, aligned with Kuma and then in the in the like promo right before the intermission they said that the revolutionary invasion has begun which I don't get <laughs> if it's just like Doi Kuma Ichika Miyabi and like Marika Kobashi we are cooking and you know and, and they can bring that hairy guy from PPP Tokyo too he's funny um Anybody else, you know, I'm cool with <laughs> just not doing that. Yeah. If you're doing, if you're doing X Wrestle One people, just no Andy Wu. No, just a, a, anybody else. No Andy Wu. No. I don't have any opinion on Andy Wu. <laughs> Where's you know, the hate comes from? Okay. Okay. Andy Wu, when I first seen him, looked like a guy I would be all in on. And then I watched his Wrestle One stuff because uh, Smiley has an archive, and I watched like almost yeah. the majority of it. And also, he had like a junior title challenge in All Japan, and I forgot who his opponent was. But it was somebody good? It was probably like Sato or something. And he just sucked. And I was just like, "You have a sword, and you're just terrible. Why are you here?" Should like retire. Andy, has, Andy Wu was one in in one of the best uh, gun pro matches of all times, so. though. Yeah, he got carried, so it's okay to get carried. But like, yeah, that's where my hate for Andy Wu comes from. Maybe he's good now because apparently he had like a BJW tag that was like super cool. But I, I have to yeah, say. yeah, uh, Andy Wu is sure a trip on the cage match. Andy, 
<laughs> oh my god, <laughs> what the fuck? Andy Wu and Helio Del Pantera versus y Yiro Kuryushu and Yusuke Kodama on TNA Bound for Glory in Gorkin. <laughs> That's cooking! Come on! TNA Bound for Glory! When they did J Japan Bound for Glory, it was sick. Kasuma Sakamoto team with like MVP or something, it was beast. <laughs> Yeah, I was that that was that happened. MVP defeated that 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 show is weird. <laughs> That's not even weird. They had one in like uh Rio Goku, I think it was either Rio Rio Goku or Yokohama, uh, and it had like Bobby Roo versus Masakatsu Funaki, and the main event was Magnus versus Kai for the TNA World Title. It was crazy. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> no, no, you got to hear me out. There was okay. Yes, those weren't okay. The rude match I at least had fun just because it was funny to see rude versus Masakatsu Funaki. But the main event was bad. But there's a trios tag title match with Team T246, Kasayashi, and Suji Kondo, the American Wolves, Eddie Edwards, and Davey Richards, and the Bromans. And it is the it is absolutely amazing. The Bromans might be the greatest tag team of all time because. The American Wolves and Team 246 are obviously the work rate team uh, guys in here, while they are the entertainment guys, but they're, like, so entertaining. They find, like, the perfect spots for them in this match, yeah. and it's, like, absolutely amazing. And then there's uh, Jesse Goddard and Robbie E, who's, like, Rob Stone uh, or something in uh, yeah. WWE, but he was, like, fake Jersey Shore guy in TNA. Yeah. And there's like a Takayama versus Abyss, like no DQ match, and it's it's just so funny. And I, I just that's a blast. I yeah, and uh, even though you know he's a piece of shit, uh, there's a really really good Saya Sonata and Austin Aries X Division title match on it as well. Yeah, I'm looking at this at this uh, TNA Breath of One uh, Sumo show. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that on. Paper that looks like the best match of the show. Uh, uh, it was either that or the tag title match. Those two are really good. The main event's so funny because the whole storyline for Kai is like him and Sonata are racing to be the Wrestle One Ace, and yeah. his big moment where like it has a video package before he's entering in the main event of all the Wrestle One guys like wishing him good luck in the biggest match of his career, this TNA World Title match versus Magnus, and it's just so funny. Uh, it's even funnier because like he loses and then like him and Sonata both leave Russell one, so it just <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> hey man, also on this show, Christopher Daniels and Kesarian versus Koji Kanamoto and Minoru Tanaka. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. That one's that really good awesome. Too. <laughs> yeah, that that was sick. That one was really good too. Yeah, um, enough Wrestle 1 and TNA talk. Let's move over to yes. you mean <laughs> you <laughs> no hey. <laughs> after it, after intermission, the first match was Ed Lindemann defeating uh Yumihito Imanari with the German suplex in 60 minutes and 33 seconds in a special singles match. I thought this was really good. Just, this is my match of the night. Yeah, I I can definitely see it. It's like my it, it, this the tag title match and the the Joshi tag are all like really the highlights of the show for me. But, yeah, man, I have missed watching Yumihito Imawari in, like, big singles matches. Oh, she w it was so good. I, I, I out here, hot dog style, burnt yeah. all to death from the tan yes. bed. Yes, yes, as he always is. I, I just love every time uh, Imawari just gets his ass kicked for, like, the whole match. 
<laughs> and then has like so much hope spots at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. There there were so many like spots in this match where I was like cringing because it looked like Imanari almost got cracked in half. And like there was a German that uh where his head like landed on the rope or something, and it looked. Oh so no, that's painful. where uh, Lindemann had him in like a wheelbarrow position and just like yeah, slammed his head up against the bottom turnbuckle. Oh, it was God. like nasty. It was like insane whiplash. How how is this live, Yannick? Yeah, this is funny. Um, well, first Most of, of what I could hear from the crowd was uh, Imanari yelling. So I just want to know what it was like in there. Oh yeah. yeah. Imanari is a hilarious life experience. Um, I definitely believe that. He sounds so weird. Um, first of all, it's hilarious that they found an opponent for him that is even smaller than Imanari. Imanari is yeah. a small, small man. Well, he's beefy. Oh, yeah, yeah, but he's like 160. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. He's like, he's like two foot nothing. But I remember this to be really, really great. I heard from all, multiple people that this is their match of the night. Um, and I liked it. Um, I was really into it. But I don't remember it. I have nothing to say about this. I thought it was great in the moment. Um, but now... Um, I I don't really remember it. Yeah, I I absolutely like I said I I love this match. It was my match of the night. Um, a lot of the build to this was a Lindemann speaking about how Imanari embodied the spirit of Gon Ganbari, and he was there at the Korokin where uh, Shigehiro Irie committed murder on Imanari and yeah. legitimately almost killed him. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and he just saw what type of wrestler Imanari was and how proud of a wrestler he was, and he wanted to experience that Imanari. And that is a story that, tran that carried over and transpired in this match. Uh, because at the beginning, uh, Linderman was just dominating, and he was just like trying to bring out that Imanari that he saw at that Corican and was just kind of bullying him. And then yeah. once Imanari started to come back, it was just one of the best babyface performances you'll see all year uh, yeah. from Imanari. Even if you don't like remember anything from the match, you will remember the performance Imanari has uh, just because it's so, so good. He... He, one, he's funny because he's just yelling, like insanely loud, <laughs> and then uh, he's just got so much fire. High. Yeah, insanely it's insanely high, high too. And, but he's got so much fire and passion behind every little offensive move he does on his comebacks. It's just chef's kiss. Never did I think he had a chance of winning, but he did a good job of making you believe in him, even though the result was never in yeah. doubt. Um. Also, yeah. Lindemann's a beast. <laughs> I mean, Let's get that out of the way now. <laughs> Lindemann is uh, potentially facing Kota Ibushi at, at the Zoom World Show, so I guess they want to keep, ask, like, hey, can keep him strong, please? <laughs> well, so. he's, like, All Japan World Junior Champion, so like, that just politic using that. Uh, but how much you want to bet they don't do that and they just do a Kaito Ishida and Kota Ibushi match where it's just 30 minutes of heat from Kaito Ishida and, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't I, like him, huh? 
I, I listen, I have seen Shimatani, Lindemann, and Soma all make challenges to Ibushi, and I was like, okay, these would be cool. As soon as I saw Kaito Ishida make a challenge, I was like, oh, this is who Shima's picking, and it's going to suck. All right. I've, I've already prepared myself to be disappointed. Okay. He, he, is, uh, he is hurt right now. So. He might come back. He might, be, then, he might be back by then, but we, we don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought this match was so good. I am ready for Yumihito Imawari to like beat the beat the second uh, outsider uh, champion and uh, get his uh, second ring. That is what I need now. I need I need a few others before that. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I I'm, I need a few. There's like a few other people that need to beat a singles champ before Imawari gets it back again. Uh, yeah, but you know, uh, I you do know. I I do Forgot need him. him. I do need him to get the tag titles with one of his a million partners before then. Also, I I don't know who he'll pick, yeah. but maybe got, like, he will. So I there after a match because Shikahiri Iria had been like ringside during the match, and after the match, like they, like they they kind of like made up, and Lindemann like said that he he toasted Imawari and like he was ready to. He he like basically said you have earned my respect or something like that, and yeah. They drank and backstage. Both both Irie and Lindemann, who are like, who who both have now killed Imanari in the, in singles matches, like helped him backstage, and I thought that was so charming. Yeah, <laughs> it's a charm of Imanari. Yeah, if you go through um, Michelle's Twitter, um, you'll you'll see pictures of Imanari uh, Imanar, of Lindemann. Basically crying during this match. That's awesome. It's ass. Uh, that's that's uh, pro wrestling so cool. Sometimes I'm, I miss yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. Um, then the next match was the Spirit of Gunbury World Tag Team Title match. Chishiro uh, Katsumara and Takio Wada defeated the Hentai Punch Drinkers Hikaru Sato and Taisuke Gucci. Uh, Hikaru Sato and Taisu Mayaguchi lost in their second defense. Uh, and, and yeah, I thought this was a really fun match. My if you don't here, like, well, it, like, if you don't like shoot style stuff, it probably won't be for you. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I love shoot style stuff. I, I'm not a big, like, you know, lay on the mat technical. Let's grab a wrist lock and do like three <laughs> spins and all that. But, Shoot style stuff I'm usually into if it's like good and that's what it was here. When but with that being guys, said, you yeah, are saying but, you don't like Hiroshima and Basement Monster. We we don't need to mention Basement Monster grappling matches. It's Oda Wars. <laughs> we don't need to mention those. Um, but I think it's different with these guys because they're a higher caliber of MMA guys doing pro wrestling. Because yeah. I think all these guys are really good in both aspects and fuse mm. the styles very well. Um, especially Katsumura and uh, Sato, they're both both very good at both. Uh, I think Wada is a lot better than I remembered when I was watching yeah. him over the past month. Uh, when I first saw him, I didn't remember being too impressed, but he's like really, really good. I thought, and, uh, I thought Wada was really good in this match. Yeah, and uh, my Gucci's had a hell of a year because like when he first got to this oh, company, yeah. he was oh, like yeah. a lost puppy. He was he didn't know yeah. what to do in the ring, but now he like he's been like one of the most consistent guys all year, and he's like stepped it up big time. So. 
even though it was a loss in the second offense, I'm glad he was able to get this accomplishment under his belt because like he truly put in the work to get it. But also yeah. at the same time, Katsumura probably really deserves this moment. Like him winning in uh Oda Ward getting becoming the second tag champion. He really deserves yeah. it. And it's probably cool for Wada too to get another belt in pro wrestling I... on this big stage. I was surprised by the well, result. They didn't get a belt. Yeah, it is. It is the belt. They are belts until we get belts. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was surprised by the result of uh, Katsumara and, and uh, Wada winning, mostly because I did, wasn't that familiar with what Wada was doing in in Gunpro, mm -hmm. and but I was really happy with Katsumara's win and it, him getting to submit Mayaguchi with the triple three uh, lock. At the end was pretty cool. Um, they, they, Katsumara and Moriguchi have really good chemistry, and they, oh yeah, the last like stretch of this match really showed that. Uh, yeah, Yannick, what did you think about this? How did this uh, feel watching live? Man, this was just really, really good. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, the team of like the hentai punch drunkers. They're just so cool. Um, I I like them as a team a lot. Um, as Xavier said, uh, Tyson is so so much improved. Um, and uh, Hikaru Sato is is just one of the best. Can I say? Uh, for me, Katsumura is some sometimes a little bit hit or miss. Um, and I've seen that much of of water it was funny because the um there's another lady sitting beside me and man she was only in that building for water yeah you know, when, <laughs> uh, when the match was over she was so happy um yeah, obviously i guess I was, she was I like was a cheering favorite. for sato um, and tyson but you know it's it's fine. I really don't have a problem uh, with, with the title change. I'm just really happy that they delivered uh, in this spot um, on the show. This is really, really cool. I totally recommend everybody to watch this. Plus, I was firmly in the Katsumara and Wada tank uh, after I was reading some of their like exchanges on Twitter where they talked about how at one point they disliked pro wrestling, but they don't want to dislike it and actually yeah, really enjoy that. it now, uh, which I I thought was sweet. So I was firmly in their tank after that. I was like, yeah, go, go, get, the, go get that win. That and oh. uh, Katsumara's got the theme song. So, you know, what's up? We're here. I... <laughs> I didn't notice it, but that uh, Wada and Katsumura, uh, Katsumura's team is called Ground Absolute, and that's an awesome name for for that. That's team. so sick, Ground Absolute. Yes. God, they apparently said that after the match. Ground that's crazy. Isn't the team because uh, Katsumura uh, sells T-shirt with Ground Absolute, and they, he sold it before the show too, so. No, it may it may have I'm been the... a name before the show also. So. Okay, okay, I, I don't know. But that, it might anyway. be like a, it could be an MMA gym or something like that. It, you know. Yeah, it sounds like that. Like an. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I I am really exo excited about this title reign, uh, but I also kind of want. I to think they. First. Yeah, it should in in their first events. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like it, I could see them having a great re reign after this match, but I also just 
want Lethal Weapon to win it. <laughs> like, so much. That would lethal be so weapon, cool. Lethal, lethal Weapon got to win and carry it all the way to the December court. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. If, if Lethal think... Weapon wins this, Hartley Jackson will be, like, the only wrestler that have held both the Spirits of Gunpara and the Tag Dottles. Hey, that's why right. he should that's be Jackson great. number one, baby. Jackson number one. Yeah. Jackson Ichiban. I agree. I I definitely agree with that. Anything uh, you guys want to say more about this match before I move on to the main event? Uh, nah, I'm already angry. So go ahead and move to the main event. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I can start. <laughs> No, let me let me let me run through the match first. What okay, that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, because no. I, yeah, I know Xavier's down on it. Um, I don't quite know what you think about it. Um, but I I I only remember the hard thing. I was down on it is like a stretch, but I'll I'll get to that whenever I talk about it. Let's go to the, other the main event. <laughs> the main event. The Spirit of Gumber World Openweight title match. Mizuki Watase fails in his uh, fifth defense. Why'd you gotta say when, it like that, man? When Isami Kodaka p- uh, pins him with, with, with the Isami-san after 17 minutes and 30 seconds. Isami Kodaka becomes the fifth Spirit of Gumber World Champion. Yeah, I am not a fan of this at all. I don't remember the match at all, except for like the finishing stretch being kind of exciting because I was almost falling asleep during the opening part of this match. And then in the the, the last part, I got kind of into it and then my heart broke and I wanted to close the stream and not talk about GunPro. Um, I'll, I'll let Yannick go next because he's more positive on this than both of us. And... Yeah. That's because I have a lot of thoughts I want to project. I told you that I have um, like two match of the night um, for different reasons. Like this is the second one. Um, by, by no, now, I, I'll hear you out. I hear you out. I hear you out. By now, I've um, I've seen a few wrestling shows live in person. I have never been as invested in a match as I was here. Okay. These seven makes these seventeen minutes these seventeen minutes were torture because I was on the edge of my seat for the whole match. Um I'm pretty sure like the loudest uh what does it chance were me. Yeah. I, uh, and I, I was I, I was sitting uh, far, far away from the ring. I, I can definitely see how this match would hit alive. If you're a big Watose fan, as I am, I would be. I would be right beside you, uh, being as into this if I if I was alive. I just when I was watching it on screen, it just didn't connect at all for me. I, I was I really totally, tired from the show. I totally though, see so. that. I totally see that. Um, being there live, expecting. Uh, Kodaka to win, but holding on to the to the hope that uh, what I say might save us. Yeah, man, this this no, <laughs> no life changing is, is wrong, but like it felt really, really significant for me. 
and I'm so so happy and grateful that I that I've experienced this and was able to be here. Um, I I am obviously my heart broke. Um, I almost cried at the end, and I'm not a uh, not one to cry about wrestling. Uh, man, this is this is amazing. Um, mm, yeah, like it's not even like the match. It's just yeah, it helped me on see, but it's not that I can say you okay this and this happened and this it was great because of that. Yeah. Um, it this match did stuff to my emotions that I didn't know wrestling was capable of. Yeah, I I definitely can see that this match hit, hits better live. I I I wish I would have been, I would have been there because or maybe maybe not because I would have been pretty mad. Uh, I I would not be a, a fun person to be around after after this match. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, save it. You. You said last time you were on here that the wrong person won in the Keisuke Ishii and, and Mizuki Watase match. Do you think Keisuke Ishii would have lost here even if he had won that match? Absolutely not. Keisuke <laughs> Ishii ain't losing to Sami Kodaka. Yeah. I mean, listen, I still think that neither one of these guys should have walked out of the war with the title. It should have been Keisuke Ishii. I still hang on to that statement. I still believe it's true. But, you know, that's not how all the cards were presented to us. Now, here is my thoughts on the match before I get into all the other stuff. I thought the... I thought basically everything up until the first, the last five minutes was really boring. It just yeah. was very, very lackluster. However, I thought the last five minutes were like really, really good. Yeah, and I, if, I definitely agree there. And if Kodaka did that, like this entire Ganpro run he's had, I probably wouldn't be as, as as against this as I am. Or and maybe if he did more of this the entirety of this match, I would have been more inclined to be excited for this reign. Yeah. However, it at the end of it when the bell rings. It's the young. I don't want to say ace because I I don't really I don't really feel it right using the term ace for Gonpro just because there's so many important yeah. figures. Uh, mm, the young guy yeah. who um, carried this company from December up until this point, I loses to a washed outsider. What I um, feel about Mizuki Watase is that he's the biggest like young star they have that they should like have the promotion around like. He is the guy that should close. The he's been he's here. been the centerpiece since December. So yeah. the centerpiece since December, the young centerpiece fails. I mean, he he did get a lot of defenses, and I think he has the most defenses by like one. It's the it's the longest. Uh, um, yeah, uh, loses to a washed outsider near the yeah. end of his career, in the main event of your biggest show of the year. Yeah, which. Yeah. If you don't have a good payoff to this reign, that's just if, really stupid. If this was in Corrigan, I would not be yeah. mad about it because, but I, 
in Oath of War, on your biggest show of the year, I I just I, I feel like I was, you should go. With. I was I was getting I was getting there. Um, yeah. I I agree. Um, because one Kodaka is an outsider, so he's not closing the show with the rest of the Gon Pro roster. Watase is, and he looks like a real geek losing his title in the main event of the biggest and, show of the year. But he's still got to you know put on that brave smile and, and just he be was happy. Like, he was crying during the like well yeah the rest of the he, he was, like, yeah he and was. michelle michelle had a really good translation of uh watase's twitter post where he was like i lost the belt but i still had my friends in the end which i think that's nice if, if in the terms of gone pro but yeah, even still yeah. I, that's like that's like the anime protagonist losing a tooth yeah the wasn't like, <laughs> the, the like still he i was. have friends at least <laughs> yeah but like i just don't like this um you better have a good, good payoff for it if this is yeah. the route you went. Um, not excited for Asami Kodaka reign at this um, point in time. Uh, with that being said, I, it does mean a lot to Kodaka. I, it did make me feel a little bit better seeing how much it meant to him whenever he was talking about it, like on Twitter and stuff, yeah. and how proud he is to be an indie guy and um, all that. So at least that made a little bit, but he has a singles against like show at uh Quirkin and I would just have him drop there because I have no use for Isami Kodaka. But um so I'm trying to like look at this in a positive light. Yeah. So with this rain, you can use this to put this title on somebody that'll be considered a satisfying conclusion. Uh, whether it be Mune getting a shock run, even if it's not long, one of the Ganjo girls getting a shock run, or doing one of the long-time guys like Tomonaga or Kaisuke getting the win. Yeah. The problem is, I don't see where they'll go with this. And that kind of scares me, because it's very possible he just drops in a cold match to somebody I, I don't want to see the best. Like, it's totally possible he just loses to Kenoka, and while, like, Kenoka, I don't think this... The way they've booked this reign after, you know, beating Watase in the main event of Oda Ward is justified by having Kenoka just bring the belt back. I think... I think that's the boring... I think that's the boring uh, outcome. It is also a safe prediction, though, to predict Yeah. uh... It's But it's... The only thing I really see is, like, you know, um, do a, a death match against Oka in the next Korokan. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. And I'll be happy to have the belt back in Gon Pro and on somebody I know who can deliver a good match. However, I just think that's a boring option after... I think I think that would do more harm than good. Uh, because the biggest thing that I've leaned on with Kodaka is he has star power still. Well, to a little degree, um, and people know him, so they can use a victory over him as a big moment for somebody, yeah. uh, no matter who it is. Um, and I just think just having Oka win it back is just boring. Uh, I'm just uh, on the assumption that Oka's gonna just be tied up with the Doikuma until you know whatever. Um, but. You know, I guess just have to wait and see what happens. I wish I had an idea of where they were going. I wish I had an idea of what his first defense was going to look like. Uh, because right now, this rain, what surrounds this rain is a lot of uncertainty. 
and it's not the good type. Um, yeah. The only positives with that uncertainty is you genuinely don't know what's next, so you have to keep tabs and tune in and see what's going to happen. My current theory is that... <clears throat> so, at, at uh, DDT is having Ultimate Party in, in Zuma Hall. Yeah. At the uh, in November this year. Oh yeah, Gonpro is definitely going to be on that, so that's good. Show. I I I was predicting that uh, Gonpro was going to have a title match on that show. Isami Kudaka has kind of been talking about like Basara getting back brought back into the cyber fight has, uh, like cyber fight kind of family again. Mm-hmm. Makes sense if you want to. Because with this match, with him holding the title, you will have a Basara wrestler holding the Gunpro title, and and he can definitely be challenged by like a Gunpro wrestler that that wins the ba- title back in Sumo Hall, which will be like the biggest place a Gunpro wrestler will be t- able to take the title from him. The question so, uh, is, though, the if thing- they do that, they have to set up somebody to where it'll be. Not only big, but it'll be meaningful not just to them, but to the fans yeah. and for the product going forward. It'll just be like, oh, this what if, is yeah. so rewarding. What if Wato say wins it back? I don't like that. Yeah, just, that's the cheap way out. It's it's a cheap if, way out. If Watase wins it back, you know what I'm gonna say? Why did Kodaka beat him at uh, Oda Ward? Why? If yeah. that was just to get us back here, then why do we even do any of that? A good point. Um, I and also because there's I'm not a story. There's not a story I, you can chase with Watase because Watase has beaten like all the heavy hitters in Gonpro. Yeah. It's not. It's not a matter of difference. And oh, he needs to go through this arc because he already has been through his arc of earning his place in Gonpro and getting to the top. So, like, him just wanting it back would just be like, okay, I guess, but it just kind of undoes all this that we're going through right now. <laughs> so. The, um, about your theory, Sandra. It's just, I like I like it. Um, we have no indication that yeah, the we, Ultimate Party will have any outside participation. They I, haven't I mean, done any yeah. of that for three years, and also, well, they haven't. I don't think we'll see Basara and DDT again at all. You see, I would back you up on that, but Nakatsu's in Hari Man. Yeah. He's got the KOD <laughs> tag belt or six man belt. Ikuchi, so. Ikuchi wrestled in Basara earlier. Yeah, but also. yeah, like. Yeah, but it's the difference if it's like a guy or the one that left. I don't know what uh, what the situation yeah. is, but you know, I don't know. Well, we'll see. We we uh, of course have no idea how Ultimate Party will be yet. We don't know if, uh, what their plan is, but well, hypothetically, if you had to throw a name out there to win the belt. From Kodaka, who would it be? Imanari. 
Ja. Let's give it all go. Huh? Just give it to me now, man. Ooh, that, you know what? I kind of like that. That's Ooh. Good. I know you do. <laughs> you know, Mune and Kaisuke are the easy ones. But if she wasn't hurt, I would have said Manase. Oh, yeah. so good. Oh, so good. Yes. But she could be back by later this year, so I would still hang my hat on Manase. Just because I think it's time for a Ganjo wrestler to hold the belt. And yeah. while Yuri is a great pick, it kind of has to be Yuna first. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, if she... I always have thought that uh, Yuri should be the first Ganjo champion. Yeah. And, and, this is different. Uh, Manase yeah. should be the first like openweight champion, so I definitely agree with that. That that would be cool. I would ride. I would ride on an, another Imanari run, uh, just because I <laughs> love him in big matches. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know if, if he's in big party... matches all the time. In he's in big matches all the time in DDT. Watch that. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's 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 criminal. Don't. Oh no! Wait, I can't. I can't write for Yumihito Imilari Rain because if he wins it, and it's if they do the. Uh, that's the, the part that made me angry about his title run is because I'm trying to sell people on this Yumihito Imilari title run while he's doing pheromones and people are like God, these guys suck. That's what if, one. I'm like, man, if, you don't understand. That's different. Uh, <laughs> what if, if the if if Isabi uh, loses it at Ultimate Party, if they do that, we we of course have no idea if they do that. And Yumihito Imanari is the opponent. Will it be Yumihito Fantastic Imanari then? Nah, it would still be. No, it would still be uh gone gone pro Imanari just because you know. I would. It's gone so. pro. He's kind of in the heart of that so when they had i mean when they had pheromones and gone pro he was pheromones for like a minute but quickly changed to regular imanari so yeah it was like didn't he change in the same match yes and he had another entrance yeah yeah <laughs> that was oh i remember yes yes oh that was Kenoka, so awesome. it's like where is yumahito imanari he started slapping him and then like imanari got out the ring and then he did his Entrance again as the regular Imanari. <laughs> yeah, of course that was the also the match where Kenoka did pheromone stuff. Um, yeah, I, I got don't a lot of remember that got match. a lot of Joshi fans. Got a lot of Joshi fans from it. So hey, we here. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I that was WrestleZekigahara too. What do you guys feel uh, think about the show now that we've talked about every single match and? Yeah. What, what what did you when you ended the show? What did you guys think about the show? This is the second best show I've seen this year. Yeah, you were live there though. <laughs> sure. That's a, yeah. That you were. Yeah, I wouldn't have it that high, but yeah, I thought it was a pretty good show though. Save it. I watched a few big shows around this time. And I still came away with, I think this was the best of them all. Uh, even with like the main event result, I was very, very happy. I was on a high after the show um, with how things went. 
Um, we thought the show all the way up until the main event was so good, and the main event just. I. Uh, it's like okay, so I'd watched Kobe World like right before this show had began, and I can't wait. I was like, oh yeah, this was definitely better than Kobe World, but Kobe yeah. World just had the more satisfying main event. Yeah. Um. You know, if they would have just restrapped up the big hog, maybe I would change my stance a little bit. But you know, you know, here there, I, I'm not here to talk Dragon Gate. Y'all can see me do that some other time. Um, yeah. But uh, most of all, I not only was I happy with it, I was just like, this is going to be a good Kickstarter for the second half of the year. We've just had our first half of the year concluded. Now we got a lot of stuff coming on. Doi Kuma is going to be regulars. Uh, we got a fresh tag title match uh, with some fun challengers. Uh, and we have to try to piece together what this title reign becomes because Kodaka yeah. is not on the show this month. So <laughs> he's not on the small show this month. Because um, the only other show that they have a card for is the Ganjo show. And he's definitely not going to be on that. So yeah. uh, now he's got to wait around and see, I guess. Yeah. Um, this, of course, starts the rest of the uh, the. The second half of the year for Gun Pro. And yeah. I My I mindset I, is this is the starting point to where we work to the December Corican. Yeah. Yeah. Everything leads there now for me. There's gonna be big shows yeah, along the way, but everything leads there because that's the conclusion of the year. Do you guys have any big predictions for Gun Pro the rest of the year? I'll let you go first. I'll let all y'all please give y'all's predictions. This is Oh, well, you kind of surprised me with that one. Um, it's okay to think a minute, because I, I, I gotta think, because I have a few in mind, but I want to see if there's anything. My prediction that. my prediction is we won't have belts, tag belts. Oh, yeah, they're not coming. They're, they're not, not coming. coming. The best joke I, I saw was like, yeah, they, they were uh, in the, the... So, was it? The, the submarine, the, yeah. The submarine, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're down to the Titanic funny. now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I think I think we'll we'll get somewhere with the the Yopi storyline. Like I think she'll she'll starts winning, or or like at least she gets a signature win. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. Uh... I think we'll start to see Mune winning more regularly. I could see him and Watase form of the team uh, oh. as the young pieces of Opro and uh, try to go on that route. Um, I do think we'll get a Ganjo belt. Not only that, I think we'll get another full-time Ganjo person by the end of the year, uh, whether that be oh. a trainee, uh, somebody from another company. I do think it's going to happen. Um I, I mean, hmm, I, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, this is also another Ganjo note. I think one of the Ganjo Powerpuff Girl generation people, uh, will take the heel stance for the uh, Ganjo shows and make a clear divide between face and heel. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe Yapi, because Yuri's getting everything, and you know she is basically yeah. getting nothing, so she. Just you know, gets more of an edge, but I don't. I don't know how that translates to regular Gone Pro shows, unless you you know yeah, have an actual seems... 
I mean, you could just have her pair up with Doi Kuma, even though they're like portraying outsiders. It's still something they could do. Uh, um, I'm so not excited for Doi Kuma. Why are you not it's, excited for Doi Kuma? They are they rock. Just, uh, it feels just like they're kind of there, you know. I'm excited to Kuma's see Kuma. I like Kuma, um, but I'm rarely excited by him. I always, always prefer Koji Doi. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's universally regarded as the best. Still, they're both like really good. Um, plus, it's not like an all Japan tour where they got to work like seventy-five matches in a row or something. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah. Just, like you'll see them like a few times a month. So it's like I think they'll be able to do their I, best. In that, I am in definitely that, gonna like, gonna watch the their debut match, uh, like as a team. Which yeah. is on the next show. Yeah. Um another prediction. I mean, this one's just being me being hopeful, is I think we'll see either them signing somebody who departs a company. Uh this is on the male side, not the Gonjo side, but yeah. somebody yeah. a male who departs a company, or they'll get another transfer from another cyber uh cyber fight company. Like oh. Watasi transferred. Yeah. That would be cool. That's all I picked. Who would you pick from uh, DDT or Noah or something? Oh, Yusuke Okada. Uh, Yusuke Okada would be a popular... I honestly would like to just keep Illusion because he's been appearing on these house shows and he's been tremendous and they've used him way yeah. more than DDT has and DDT actually has him signed. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we don't know what he is going um, on. So I, I um, don't want to speculate on that one. Um... But as far as like the just regular roster, um, probably just Akido because I mean Akido's not gonna do anything, so I mean, yeah, and he's too yeah, good yeah, to yeah. just be like chilling. So I I would just yeah. like to keep Akido. Um, Noah, um, honestly, everybody that I like, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, the right answer is Junta Miyawaki because they have killed his passion for pro wrestling. So. Yeah, I would bring in the Yuya Kuruku for a couple of matches. That would be yeah. You see, that's the person I want the most, but he's also kind of valuable to DDT, I guess. Yeah, Still don't know. Him, no. him leaving DDT will be such a blow. I, I because what does yeah, it, I mean, I say for a couple. Current what does it would be amazing in DDT? I would love that, but like he was nowhere near this when he was still there. My, my, uh, my biggest prediction is, of course, that the gone the spirits of Gambari title will be defended. At Ultimate Party. That's like my yeah, main one. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I also predict that Saka Kai will be appearing on, appearing on the Ganjo show, probably in the main event. Yeah, I could see yeah. Yuri beating her. Yeah. I could see uh, Yuri beating her. So uh, Saka Kai uh, just makes sense. Uh, and yeah, her yeah. versus Yuri would be a really cool like match to have on the retirement road. Um, and yeah, I. I definitely like all of the other predictions. I and I predict that uh, that lethal weapon beats <laughs> beats a ground absolute because I want that <laughs> just out of my heart. When is that match? It's in August. Uh, it already got announced. Um, it should be yeah. It should be in August actually. Gunpro just posted. Uh, I'm pulling it up on Twitter right now just to you know you know be safe. But uh, that match is on 
damn it it's so tiny hold up it's august august the 6th okay yeah that that should be fun uh i think gun pro has it like showed this weekend like the uh there's two yeah, more shows this... actually i think uh, there's three more shows this month but there's a um, ganjo show and a regular show tomorrow there's a ganjo at kfc hall um i can't make that because i'm at corican and the day after it's a gun pro show yeah oh that's cool uh oh yeah i saw i i'm looking at the card for the ganjo show right now yuri and me it is so good that that could be fun yeah that opening tag is crazy i can't wait (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) that's a funny one um yeah, I am really excited. I'm I as much as I don't like the title switch, I am really excited about GunPro the rest of the year. I will definitely make more of an effort to keep up with it than I have. Um I'm I'm uh, excited for where things lead. And whoever takes the title of uh of uh, Isami Kodaka, it better be someone I like. And I like a lot of people in the roster, so it should be fun. <laughs> but yeah, any any last things you guys want to say about this Gun Pro and or this show or anything else? Uh, one, watch it. Um, two, if you don't watch it, you can listen to me and two of my friends talk about every show that happens for Gun Pro. Every month over on the Stardust Press podcast, we do a monthly Gone Pro Roundup. And I suffer a lot because sometimes there is shows where nobody feels like trying. Oh. Yeah. I can see that. Yannick, I will I will plug our uh, our special project that dropped today. So Okay. Can... Um, but I still want to talk about it because <laughs> right now um, Y'all started a Noah really... podcast? Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. No, no. <laughs> right now, the uh, D3 listeners are eating well because yeah. it's bonus episode after bonus episode after bonus episode. Um, yeah. So we have the uh, we have the Dragon Gate uh, primer out. We have the. DDT primer out. Obviously, this show you're listening right now. Um, we have a special episode that Sandro is going to talk about shortly. And we have two other specials lined up that I'm so pumped about, but you'll hear about that when it happens. Yeah. yeah. Yannick in, uh, is in Japan and he has been on his game getting. Uh, trying to get products going, and he, they, I am really excited about them. But those, we can't like confirm them yet on air. But definitely look forward to the future in August. Uh, but July is a pretty big month for the dramatic Dune Dragons. We, of course, have oh, yesterday, yesterday, I was, yesterday I was at Swan Dive, uh, which is a DDT bar. Yeah, are you guys still here? I'm not hearing anything anymore. Yeah, we're here. Uh, Hello? Yes? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, but I don't hear you guys. That's right. fucking weird. Um, so I just talk anyways. Uh, yesterday I was at Swan Dive, um, and Sanjiro Takagi was, uh, bartending. And I showed uh the Green Dragons like I showed them uh what what we do. Uh, that was a hilarious experience. <laughs> That sounds fun. Uh, I he definitely can't hear us. <laughs> oh, I, I can hear you can hear now. Us. I can hear okay. you now. Yeah. Okay, You're we back. we yeah. could hear it. We could hear that. I how was the Kage to talk with? Um, it was difficult because there were other customers and they all talk Japanese, of course. And I was mostly just talking to like um, the other customers if they spoke any English at all. Yeah. So Takaki was kind of busy. Either way, that's, that's cool. Fair. And yeah, as I was saying, uh, July is going to be a pretty stacked month for Dramatic Dream Dragons. We, of course, had the Kobe World Review. We had the primer, as, uh, the, both primers, as you said. We had this show, which is going to drop like the week before Recipe to Pan, like the re- week of Recipe to Pan, we will have the Recipe to Pan review. Okay. At the end of the month, we will have half year awards for both our companies. And today, uh, what do you want to say, Sadie? I I have some stuff cooking, but y'all are insane. Y'all are just yeah. on it. That's that's crazy. Um, um, and yeah. Today we oh, of course today we of course dropped the Ash interview, which was one of my favorite things I've done this whole year. Was talking with Ashman, who uh, does the DDT English uh, account and translates for them, and I it is one of my proudest like episodes this year, and I really want everyone to check it out because he gave such great insight on DDT and. How how it is working backstage there and all that, and just how translation works and how he got into it and all that. It, it was a great uh, episode, and I really I have seen a lot of great feedback so far, and I hope more people just checks it out. So if you have not heard about that yet, go and listen to that because that that was. An awesome episode for me. Even if you don't watch DDT, you should listen to that. That's fair. I, I'll probably listen to it just because that sounds very interesting. Um, I don't have as many projects as these two because they are insane. <laughs> um, but uh, well, I mean, I say that, but I got like quite a few things cooking. Um, of course, on the Five Star Network, which this podcast is on. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of things. I have. The No Limit Wrestling Show, me and Dylan record twice a month. Uh, we already have like our next three shows all with guests lined up uh, with shows we're going to watch. Uh, I don't know if Dylan wants me to announce any of them, but I, well, actually, we already announced one. So uh, we're recording with Alex here soon to talk about Ayumi Kirahara's retirement show. Um, oh. Me and Dylan also. Uh, me and Dylan also do uh, the best of black wrestling, which I won't reveal it now. But if you pay attention to my Twitter, uh, it's pretty obvious who, who we're going to do it on. But uh, we are going to pick uh, six matches in total from 
in our opinion, the most somebody wrestling did terribly wrong and he should have been just the man. And we're going to, you know, just watch six of his matches from his uh, run in Japan and just talk about how he's just such an important wrestler and not just black wrestling, but just to me and Dylan, just because he was so special. Um, I'm also uh, cooking up some stuff uh, over on 60 Minute Draw. I am going to be dropping a article for Yujiro Takahashi's 19th anniversary called Operation Heat, A Difference in Power, highlighting his IWGP Junior title challenge versus Minoru Tanaka during the height of the CTE versus Samurai Gym feud, as well as... I don't want to spoil, but I'm trying to get an interview with somebody from Gone Pro. That's all I can say. I'm not going to go any further than that. And I'm considering, this is not confirmed, but I have been thinking about it. I might watch all of Yuki Yoshioka's in one tournament and, you know, talk about every match. But I don't know. That requires I... me to watch a Timothy Thatcher match, and I don't know if I want to do that. I am going to be dropping reviews for those on dramatic dream dragons every every time they've happened so mine's gonna be written form mine's not gonna be audio because i don't i'm yeah. doing that <laughs> how I, can you look uh, at but, that yeah. timothy thatcher is your problem because he's the only one that i hate in a plot he's not an a block he's in the b block a block. Yeah, I know, but if, A block is perfect. If Yuki Oshioka was uh, wrestling Saxon Huxley, you would have heard me like have a really big cry. So if Yuki Oshioka was wrestling Saxon Huxley, I wouldn't have this idea. <laughs> He's gonna be wrestling Masakita Mia and Kano. We are rocking, okay? Yeah, I am really hyped for the for Yuki Oshioka's matches in the N one. Um, yeah. Uh, that is happening in August, but of course we have the King of Gate going on right now. Uh, probably that me and Dylan's review of the first, like the second slash first week of uh, the the King of Gate will be dropping before this match show this show. So definitely check it that out. But yeah, uh, any I am ready to go. So any any last things? Where can people find you, Savi? Oh, oh yeah, that's good. Uh, Xavier is on with three eyes on Twitter. Um, that's where you'll just find me most of the time. Uh, you can ask for my Discord, but I am usually never there. Uh, you ma- mainly just find me on Twitter. Uh, you can find I'm going to be making a LinkedIn here soon. I just haven't had time off. I've just come off a nine day work stretch, so uh, I've been very busy. Um, but uh, you can find all my stuff here on the Five Star Network. Uh, as far as on the website, you can find me on the Five Star Network YouTube. You can find me at 60 Minute Draw or Last uh, Word on Pro Wrestling. And that's basically all my stuff. Uh, as always, I am happy to be here. So thank these two for having me on. So that's all I got. Yep. You will, of course, always be welcome on for every time you talk about GunPro. Yannick. Um, yep. You'll find me. Yep. On the at Spadoosh on Twitter, that's at S P A D O O S H. Um, right now, there's some Japan stuff happening on there. Uh, the shows I'll go to, uh, for example, I'll leave in like an hour or so and go to watch Teach. Yeah. Mizuki versus yeah. Miu, let's go. We 
We eating good today. Oh, yeah, today. You, um, tonight. Just, um, yeah. Tonight I have the the best show lined up. Fucking evolution. So oh, Mama's brainchild. Um. Let's go, Chichi. You got this. Yeah, that's gonna be exciting. Uh, yeah. Of course, as always, be ready, wake up, and go.